The following presentation is brought to you by the Creedle Podcast Network. To learn more or to support our efforts, head to patreon.com slash creedle. That's patreon.com slash C-R-E-E-D-A-L. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Life, the podcast about making movies. Over these next episodes, we are following closely the production of a short film called Double Bondsman. Through interviews with the director, cast members, and production team, I'm bringing you onto the ground floor of filmmaking. This is episode five, Cast Away. All right, guys. Well, um, I am very excited to announce that uh, we'd like to offer you guys the part. Heck yeah. Oh my God. Yo. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you so much. Seriously. That's shit. Yes. That was Jacob and Joshua Zukowski, who ended up being cast in the roles of Brett and Rhett, respectively, for Double Bondsman. And that's them getting the news from Chandler that they have been selected to be in those roles. You can hear the, the palpable excitement in their voice. I, at this point, did not know Joshua and Jacob, but I had a chance to meet, meet them and get to know them a little bit when I was on set uh, in October of 2020. More on that over the next couple of episodes. But I want to introduce you here to Jacob and Joshua as we talk a little bit more about the casting process. And as it turns out, these two are also pretty new to the film world. So remember their names because you may see them again in the future. So we are both from Michigan originally, um, about 30 minutes south of Detroit in Taylor, Michigan. Um, and we just moved. We always to, just say Detroit. We I do say Detroit. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's it's like people are like, "Where's Taylor?" And I'm like, like it's 30 minutes Detroit. south of Detroit. Yeah, yeah that's, basically, that's easier to say. Um, but we actually recently moved to, uh, California. It's going to be three years in December, December 1st. Yeah. December 1st. Man, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, we've been there for almost three years and it's, it's been amazing. Uh, you said that this was your first time on a movie set. This is pretty much our first time on a movie set on as a well. Movie set, like, yeah. like a paid to be like paid to be in a movie. This is our first, yeah, first time. time. So it's, it. that's even more exciting. I mean, it's just great. Like, yeah, we did like a, a Pepsi commercial. So it's kind of like, I'm, I'm glad that we had that experience to be able to, um, see what it's like being like the, the focus of like all the cameras, all the lights, like everything on you. Yeah. Uh, and then people like, you know, just expecting something from you. Yeah. Um, so that was good to, I guess, have that. Um, but yeah, first time with actual, I mean, we had a couple lines in the the commercial, but like actual. Yeah, a commercial you know, is different. Definitely in. different than like doing a theatrical project, like definitely. a movie or TVs or something. Yeah. In many respects, the roles of the twins, Brett and Rhett, whom the Zukowski brothers eventually play, are the hardest to cast. Ideally, you want someone or you want two people who look a lot alike. Uh, it'd be great if they're actually twins. You want people who have a good enough rapport or will have a good enough dynamism between each other that they can sort of carry the dark comedy along. You need good actors. I mean, all these all these check boxes that are pretty tough to find, especially because you're looking for two, not just one. But there's another key role in the film, and that's that of the detective in the interrogation scene. And Chandler told me that when he was writing the film, he knew exactly who he wanted for that role. So he didn't have to cast a net far and wide. We'll come back to the net casting in just a minute. But first, here's some more on that other role. <laughs> 
Uh, I knew basically from the moment I wrote the part that the detective was going to be Maggie. Um, and I'd worked with her on Into the Plains uh, a couple years ago. And I've just kept in touch with her. And she's a really talented actress and also just really um, easy to work with. Maggie is Maggie Alexander, who had been cast in the leading role of Into the Plains. So indeed, he called Maggie up and said, will you do this? And I sat down with Maggie just a little bit to learn a little bit more about her background. This is a very different role playing a detective than she had in Into the Plains. Into the Plains was a rather soulful, um, low on dialogue, dramatic examination of a woman and her husband, but primarily the woman uh, who were dealing with grief in the aftermath of a miscarriage. I'm sorry I was late again. Andrew needed me to finish up this piece that she's going to push for tomorrow. Was that the one about the uh, burglary? Uh, no, I haven't told you about it yet. It's um about the growing suicide rates in Mesa County. Oh, does anybody know why it's going up? I don't see how you could be able to tell. The fires maybe, a lot of people lost their homes. Could be. In Double Bondsman, Maggie's role is to play a hard-nosed, no-nonsense detective. And Chandler thought it was going to be really good because he had seen her versatility on screen before. Here is a little bit from Maggie. And then we'll come back to Chandler who can tell us how he found the Zukowski brothers. Uh, my name is Maggie Alexander. Um, I am an actor based in New York City. And here I am. All right, Maggie, good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Congrats on your casting in this film as in the role of detective. Thank you. Last name unknown, I think, right? Just detective. Unknown, yes. <laughs> and Maggie, you've shot with Chandler before, right? I think you worked on his previous film, Into the Plains. I have. Um, we did Into the Plains in 2018. Is that how you found out about this one? Did he contact you and say, hey, I'm shooting another one? Yeah. Um, he actually had seen um, a couple of stills from a shoot that I did where I played a detective um, because Into the Plains was a very different movie. Yes, I've um, seen Into the Plains and it is very different. <laughs> so your role in Into the Plains is pretty much diametrically opposite what I imagine your role will be here today. I would say that's a pretty good assessment. Yeah, okay, cool. So what attracted you to this film? Was it working with Chandler and his team again? Was it the role itself, kind of a challenging role, more challenging perhaps, or just more interesting, or all of the above, something else? All of the above. Chandler was great to work with on Into the Plains. Um, I like comedy and I don't get to do a whole lot of it because I've done so much drama, I keep getting cast in drama. Um, so this was a really fun opportunity to kind of mix it up um, and dive into some comedy. So Maggie is a go for the project and that takes care for Chandler of one of the three main roles. There are some other minor ones. I think there are a couple of police officers who don't have speaking roles. There's another detective in the police station who has, I think, one or two lines. There's a man in a kimono who has a line. Chandler even has a cameo. Obviously, he's not going to worry about who to cast for that. It's himself. Uh, but what Chandler really needs to do now is nail the casting of Brett and Rhett, the main characters in this project. And I asked him, since you don't know the Zukowski brothers up to this point, how'd you find them? How do you cast a wide net for finding the talent that you want? I learned in 2017 when I was casting Into the Plains that it is shockingly easy to find good actors online. <laughs> and I don't mean that all of the actors online are good. I mean that um, because all, pretty much every actor these days has an online profile, um, or at least, you know, all of the ones who are like needing to actively seek work rather than, um, who get jobs just like pouring in the door from an agent. Um, 
So most actors have an online profile um, and they are regularly on, you know, at least some of these different platforms uh, looking at what auditions are currently out there. Uh, so I went to backstage.com uh, for this project um, and I'd done it on, I'd done another project on backstage that worked fairly well. Um, so I just figured why not start there? And then I had planned on if I didn't find anyone on backstage, just go uh, elsewhere. So all you got to do really is upload your, um, it's called sides. It's just parts of your script that you want them to read. And then people will film self tape auditions and send them back to you. So anyway, it's, it's pretty easy to actually just like get actors to audition for you. Um, like Zach, if you sat down tonight, wrote a dialogue scene, made an account and posted it, I guarantee you that tomorrow you would have at least like a dozen people, um, contacting you about it. So of course it was not surprising when Joshua and Jacob told me that's exactly how they found this role. And just for clarification, the first person you're about to hear is Joshua. And the second who talks all about the websites he has uh, accounts on is Jacob. So this guy does most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a couple different casting sites that I like have subscriptions for like yearly. And every day I look at the breakdowns of different projects and I stumbled across this one and it said looking for twins and it showed like a breakdown of what the uh, the project was. And I was like, oh my God, Josh, this is literally like, <laughs> like perfect for two, us. two brothers trying to be bondsmen, like bounty like hunters. growing up, we wanted to be crime fighting ninjas. Yeah, like, we did. I so. still would love to be a vigilante. That'd be sick. <laughs> if I could be like a Batman type person or like Iron Man, we just if I got the money rich enough. I would buy a suit. I would 100% buy a that's, suit. That's that's why we're crime. trying to be actors and musicians because we need to make the money to yes, be able need to, to make get those suits, you know, to buy the suits. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I basically, I submitted us for the project and I think it was the same day that I heard back from Chandler and he's like, okay, cool. Like, I'd like to see it self tape from you guys. So I was like, Josh, we need to send this in as soon as possible. So we worked on it for like a couple days and sent it in as quick as we could and didn't really hear back from him for a little bit. And I'm guessing it's just probably cause he's going through all the other tapes. Um, but then we heard back from him and he's like, Hey, I'd like to have you guys for a call back. And we're like, awesome. Cool. All right. Sweet. But even with callbacks, you know, it's like, you're like, okay, like we've gotten a couple of those and then you just never get a call. Yeah. So, so you don't, you don't ever want to you get, you try not up, to get too excited. But when you hear about a callback, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Exciting. And then, so we got the callback and I think it was same day for that as well. He got back with us later and was like, Hey, you guys free to do a zoom call? And we jumped on the zoom and he's like, all right, we're going to film you guys pretending like we're going to film your reaction, but you guys got the part. So he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to film your guys' reaction. He's like, Oh, you guys got the part, but I just want to make sure that we have it recorded so we can like use it for BTS later. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I hope our reactions were actually genuine. Like, I don't think I feel we like saw I was like a little bit, like I was probably already excited. Cause I was like, we got the, Whoa, part. this is so unexpected. Wow, thank <laughs> you Chandler. But yeah, that was pretty much the experience. So what they're talking about there is how I actually had asked Chandler, hey, can you record the twins when you give them the role? I want to use that for the podcast. And that is the very first clip you heard in this episode where Jacob and Joshua were saying, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Uh, so yes, that was a bit contrived, but as you also heard, genuine, because that was indeed the conversation in which they found out that they were selected. 
but if you if you were fooled and thought that that was a spontaneous recording, then I guess you just also agree that these two are excellent actors. But anyway, now I'm sitting here with Chandler, and Chandler, when you sent out this call on Backstage.com, how many responses did you get for the role of Brett and Red? So for, yeah, for um, the twins, I got like, I think over 200 submissions um, for um, uh, Brett and Red for those two roles. Um, that's not to say that they were all, you know, 200 sets of twins. There was like maybe 12 sets of twins. Um, it was just that there were lots of people who just reached out and were like, Hey man, you know, I love the concept. Um, and I don't have a twin, but I have a friend who looks kind of like me. <laughs> um, and you know, sometimes they'd like include a picture of, you know, their, their buddy or someone who they think might pass as a twin. Or there were some people who were like, oh yeah, I was on a shoot where they just had, they just did it all in post and they doubled me and it worked out great. Um, and <laughs> right, which I, I briefly thought about that. But then once I kind of, I, I knew that we needed real twins um, and, or, you know, we, I, we briefly did toy with the idea of having those guys who, um, you know, we thought, well, maybe uh, if they, or just like friends, we can maybe fake it, but no, it, it became pretty clear after we started looking at um, the tapes that got sent in that we really just needed actual twins. So now you're in a position where you have to cull through 200 or so clips from various aspiring members for the roles of Brett and Rhett. What were you looking for as you looked through each of those clips and how did you end up settling on the Zukowski brothers? Honestly, with this role in particular, it when it came to uh, comparing these guys to everyone else, it was it was pretty much these guys are nothing. You know, it was kind of like there was there was one other set of twins that was a maybe, um, but even then it was like ah uh, I don't know they they looked a little too young, um, and they just didn't quite have the right. Uh, level of banter um, but these guys Jake and Josh um, they were just uh, I mean basically from the first line you know it was it was pretty much perfect um, and I, the the biggest thing that I was looking for with these roles in particular is that I wanted them to really uh, just own the the chemistry between them I wanted to make sure, and that's the, you know, that's the real reason why we wanted as much as possible for there to be like real twins and for, um, the, um, that's why we ruled out, uh, the kind of digital, you know, um, <clears throat> like, uh, cloning, uh, method. Um, I mean, it's not the only reason, but that's one of the reasons, uh, is that I just knew that, it, uh, so central to so much of the dialogue is going to be um, their chemistry and the banter that they have. And, um, <clears throat> so I needed that to really feel like it came from a place where they actually knew each other. Um, and it's not just that, you know, they knew who the other character was, but like, this is, this is my twin brother. And they, they kind of have to mirror each other in a way. Um, so that's something that a lot of pretty much all twins will do, but these guys, um, had the right kind of level of um 
like the combination of of this this kind of uh, a little bit of naivete, but also um, uh, kind of like a like a like a you know they're they're always kind of like a low level annoyance with each other. Um, so anyway, that that kind of was was pretty important, and that was definitely something that we were thinking about um, as we were going about the casting of this. But more broadly with casting oftentimes you just kind of know when you see it um and it's sometimes difficult to put your finger on because acting and performance is uh it is so kind of gut level you know like you just kind of have you're responding to it and it's difficult sometimes to um like with with a great performance it can be you can you can spill a lot of ink talking about a performance um but it's it's totally another thing just to experience it um so anyway it's hard it's hard for me to describe exactly what we were looking for with them but um but once we saw it we definitely knew these are the guys pretty much immediately um and on top of that when you are waiting through you know 200 bad audition tapes um then to finally get to one that is really good it's it's a breath of fresh air you know it's water in a desert well let's check out an example of that do you want to watch the zukowski brothers audition tape with me and you can tell me what you were thinking as you were watching it and what caught your eye yeah let's watch it all right here we go hi my name is jacob zukowski and my name is joshua zukowski i'm 5'11 and i am six foot and we both live in los angeles california Chalupa's for Josh. Who the hell is Josh? Uh, wrong door. Dumbass. Hey man, you know I'm dyslexic. So even just like the pacing of of how they're, uh, how they're talking to each other, you know, like there's it's there's almost overlapping dialogue at times, and um, <clears throat> that just that was just kind of even just in that first instance when I, I remember when I was first watching it in those first couple exchanges. I was like, oh yeah, these, these guys, these, they feel like they, they feel like they're brothers. And you can tell that they, they have, you know, they've been practicing being brothers all their life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing is that when you actually hang out with them, um, they're, they're, they're pretty similar. Um, like, uh, and I even asked them while we were shooting, you know, how much of this is just you and how much of this is, uh, the performance. Um, but you could just tell, um, you know, obviously they're, they're good actors, but you could tell that, um, their performance was definitely based on a real relationship. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep going here. Tell me what else you see. Got it. See two twenty seven, not three twenty seven. You know, you're not dyslexic. Mom just told the teachers that because you failed third grade. Oh, fuck yourself. What was that? What? Dude, did you, was that a gunshot? Come on, you're always doing this. You're always jumping to conclusions. I'm not jumping to conclusions. I heard it. Just deliver the food. This is the right one. Are you sure? I swear. Just leave it at the door. What if the gunshot came from inside? You cut it out with the gunshot crap. There could be a killer on the loose. I'm going back to the car. I mean, even just watching this, it's like, it's, it's, it's so similar to, um, the performance in the, in the final movie, 
Um, yeah, and just, I, I should have made this clear to the listeners at the outset, but this they're performing a scene based on your script. So you send out a portion of your script and say, hey, I'm looking for these roles. And then these twins, Joshua and Jacob, sent back a video with with that portion of the script performed, right? Yeah, yep. Like, I almost don't want to say anything because I, I, I'm enjoying it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really good. Uh, I mean, you know, when you said that when you know it, when you see it, you know it, uh, or you know it when you see it, I guess it'd be the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. more colloquial way of saying that. Uh, you know, you sent me this audition, audition tape um, back when you selected them and I showed it to my wife, Sally. And as soon as we saw it, we were like, oh, this is going to be great. They're perfect. saying is is this doesn't this you know feel a little familiar i have no idea what you're talking about remember the book okay so one thing um <clears throat> is that this scene is tricky because um <clears throat> uh and you know one of the reasons why i liked it as the audition is because you have to get that modulation of so first uh brett um is, who's the one who goes in first he has to be at first kind of like shocked and afraid. Um, and then when he brings Rhett into the room and then they both see the dead body, now Brett has to kind of like regain his composure. And then you have to see the wheels turning enough that he's now pulling his brother along and then getting Rhett to kind of believe in this uh, idea that they can become bounty hunters and so and that this is their chance and so you know you have to, like um brett has to start in one place go to another place and then end somewhere else and then bring his brother through all of those same stages um and i think that um like josh there like i, I even that just that line reading i have no idea what you're talking about he He's clearly like, uh, you can just kind of feel the kind of frustration and, and annoyance that can slowly melt into, okay, maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah. Another thing I noticed watching this is, you know, they're just working from a single camera angle. And for my listeners, if you want to see the, the tape for yourself, um, head to the link in the show notes, I put it on credopodcast.com. You can, you can watch it, um, if you want to see what we're talking about, but Chandler, one thing I noticed, they're working from the same camera angle the entire time. They're just going in and out of frame. Um, but even so, they're able to put quite an acting display on. So like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm convinced that they are seeing something that is disturbing and, you know, reacting with each other to that. Yeah, you can you can completely believe what they're doing. And it even works just in the two shot, you know, um, like just how it is. It just... Uh, the scene is already working without even anything, you know, it's just them against the wall. Um, and if the scene works just with them against the wall, then it's going to work even better when you're actually in a real location. Look at the way the gun is sitting. No way he dropped it like that. 
And look at the blood splatter. None went upward at the ceiling. Shot was fired from above. Bang! Just like that. Oh my god. I think what we're looking at is a murder that was made to look like a suicide. It's a really small thing, but I just noticed that Josh jumped when Jacob said bang. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's pretty hilarious. What? Dude, come on. You've never even seen a murder before. In the window. Oh my god, the fire escape. The killer could have climbed out just after the murder. I don't know, man. Think about it this way. Why would he call DoorDash if he knew he was going to kill himself? Why waste the chalupas? I mean, maybe... Right. What? This is our chance. Our chance? This is our chance to prove ourselves as bondsmen. Don't you realize that God or Zeus or fate or something has given us this opportunity right now to do what we were meant to do? This is what we've always dreamed of. Taking down perps. Take down perps. Remember the book. All that we've learned and practiced. You know what, brother? You might be right. You might be right. <laughs> I might be right. That scene you know, it, with with some small adjustments, is basically the script plus the performance that ends up in the final movie. I think we cut um, maybe a few lines in there, uh, but it's a pretty long scene, you know. Um, and uh, um, most of that wound up in the final movie, and so that script, you know, it it, it um, like the, I don't know, their, their performance just brought it to life for me. And I was, once I heard their performance, then I knew that, okay, I think this scene is going to work. I don't think it needs a whole lot more tweaking. Yeah. The final thing I wanted to ask you, you probably remember our very first conversation for this podcast Chandler, in which you were saying, you know, what does success look like? Right. And, um, when, you, so you, you go, you, you write the script, obviously picturing things a certain way. Now, you might not you know, picture the details of faces, but you have a general idea of how a scene is gonna look. Uh, you know, you um, you do all the sort of shot listing, you eventually do blocking. When you see the this performance from the twins, um, does it change that in your mind? That do you, does it open up kind of new possibilities? Like, oh, that would be even better. You know, that I wanna, I, w I now wanna do it this way. This is gonna actually help me be more creative when I'm doing the directing on the shoot. Well, it just confirmed for me that um, that we were going in the right direction, you know? Um, just seeing it actually play out on screen, the, like the biggest thing that it, it did for me, and I think for everyone working on the movie, was that um, it, it just solidified, oh, okay, this is gonna be a good movie, you know? Um, and even though we didn't have all the pieces together yet, just knowing that that was the level of performance that we were going to get and that they were just so perfectly um, themselves in those roles, then it just gave all of us, I think, the confidence that um, performance wasn't going to be an issue. You know, like it wasn't going to it wasn't going to be a weak point in the film. And if anything, it was just going to be it could just get stronger and stronger and and we can add more to it and just like um, uh, you know, uh, the biggest thing is just, you know, modulate it at other points in the movie. Um, but, um, 
just knowing right from the beginning that um, we had those guys and that they were excited about the script, uh, that was just a huge uh, confidence boost and also just really settled everything and I think everyone's minds um, that that the movie was going to be good. <laughs> and I I showed that to uh you know lots of people i showed their tape to a lot of people and every single person along the way was just like oh yeah like that's great they're gonna be great um so as far as like did it open up new possibilities i mean maybe um but i think more than that uh just mentally it, it was confirmation that we were headed in the right direction That's it for Real Life Episode 5, Cast Away. As always, you can send questions, comments, or feedback to reallife at credopodcast.com. That's real with two E's, life at C-R-E-E-D-A-L podcast.com. So they've got the funding. They've got the people. They've got the script. And now it's time to shoot. Next week, we're going to talk about what it's like to be on location. I'm going to take you to location with on-the-ground audio so that you can hear what it's like. We're going to talk about the production company that partnered with Chandler to make this a reality. I'm taking you to a small town in Loudoun County, Virginia. That's all next week on Real Life Episode 6, four days in October. Also, do you guys know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a friend of mine. What? Yeah, he, he went. Oh to no the way! Kid. Yeah, and his older brother, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. No way! How do you guys know each other? Uh, I mean, we went to college together. Oh, Sick. awesome! Um, and he was he was roommates with one of my groomsmen in my wedding. Oh, um, so I mean, that, that's how that connection kind of worked out. Um, and then, uh, he reached out to me on Instagram. He's like, are you doing something with the Zukowskis? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. How do you know? Heck yeah. I have not seen him in so long. Honestly, we used to all be like a part of like a homeschool group. Yeah. So like we used to hang out with like a bunch of other homeschool families and stuff like that. And that's how we met him. But I, God, I can't even remember the last it's time. It's funny. Cause I feel like the, the last time that we like saw him, saw him like actually, talked we actually weren't friends we were kind of like enemies <laughs> like this was like when we were a lot so we were young yeah. and we we all went camping in this one spot and a bunch of people had like built a like sand castle or something like that and in the middle of the night you want us, to tell this story yeah why not <laughs> us and a couple friends we uh knocked it down and somebody tattled and told them and uh they're like, oh, we heard what you did. Like, oh, we thought that was so cool. Like, come out to this dock, you know, and like, let's let's all hang out. And we're like, all right, sweet. And one by one, they like pushed us all into the water <laughs> off of the dock. And they're like, don't ever do that again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't good. know. We were probably like 
12 maybe even yeah, younger maybe than that younger than i don't know no i think yeah 12 13 sounds about right yeah that's that's so funny wow <laughs> yeah uh small world so. yeah it is small world. so i don't think i would continue mortal enemy anymore god no that's good that's good i think we've all moved past that yeah right we've matured a little bit since 12 years old right? oh yeah oh definitely i would say so